Conscious Collaboration brings together entrepreneurs, changemakers, and thought leaders. We aim to highlight the people that embody the idea of aligned mind, body, and business. Each week, we share, discuss, and learn from the various experiences and ideas of our guest experts. Through our discovery, we find a path to an aligned mind, body, and business. At the Conscious Collaboration Podcast, we are proud affiliates of Atapa medical grade red light therapy devices. Red light therapy boasts a long list of clinically proven benefits, many that I and many of my clients have experienced firsthand. You can be sure that you'll be able to train harder, recover faster, and sleep better with Atapa red light therapy. Visit myatapa.com, M-Y-A-T-A-P-A.com, or use the link in our Instagram bio to shop with the code COLLAB15, that's C-O-L-L-A-B-15, for a discount on your device. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. I'm Michelle. And I'm Lisa. I'm Emily. And we are the Conscious Collaboration. What's up, guys? So today's episode is stemming from a conversation that Lisa and I had the other day on a personal level that got me interested in some of the things that both of you guys have been doing lately as feng shui experts. So Lisa, when we were chatting, we kind of got into the idea of relationships, both personal and in business and the different overlaps and the importance. And you said something interesting to me, which is that you had a couple of clients coming to you lately with some relationship related requests. Can you expand a little more on that, Lisa? Yeah. So the top three requested feng shui cures in any situation or, or what we're called out to help assess are related to abundance, love and romance or partnerships and holistic health and wellness. And all of these go hand in hand really beautifully, especially when it comes to someone who owns a business, who is very business mindset, because we all know that when we're not lucky in love, for example, everything seems to feel like it's falling apart. So it is all very much interrelated in all of these areas. Yeah, Lisa, I agree. Definitely one of the top requests I get as well with whether it's a business space or a home is relationships. And it's funny, I was just having a conversation this morning with somebody about how important it is to build those relationships, especially in business also, because it takes a while to get to know somebody for them to trust and like you, you know, kind of like they say in real estate, what is it? The there's You got to like, know, and trust the person or yeah, something like that. Right. And so, you know, that's how you're going to get 
people to trust you, to refer you to other folks and to, to keep you on, on the top of their mind. And it's just, it, it's really helpful, but to really get to know somebody, you know, not just superficially, like really take the time to get to know that person and learn about that person, I think is super important. And like you said as well, I think maybe it was Emily that just said this, but having a relationship, if your relationship is off in your personal life too, everything else can feel off. So they're all important. They're all intertwined. Definitely. Mm -hmm. And I've found over time, a lot of parallels between some client relationships of mine that I can draw to more personal relationships and lessons, you know, that I've learned from personal relationships that apply to my client relationships and vice versa. Yes, that's, that's very true as well. Mm -hmm. It seems like too, we talk a lot about in relationships, that idea of projecting and mirroring that interrelationship between ourselves and those around us. And a common theme that I see, especially when working with entrepreneurs, when they're first starting out, is that act of transformation and that commitment to something a little bit different and outside of the relationship that they may be in with partners in their household or even with friends. And to that point you were saying earlier, Michelle, in that really having that deep understanding of self and each other and that authenticity, that changes when you transform. So that sort of rocks the boat significantly. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And then, you you know, also some friends that might be used to you being more available, all of a sudden you're not as available on maybe weekends when you normally go out and do fun things because you're working on your business, you know, or late nights rather than watching a movie with your significant other. So absolutely, you know, I think we talk about this a lot, but balance between, you know, that's what our whole podcast I think is about is finding that balance between everything. So yeah, I agree a hundred percent. Emily, I think you recently had some experiences in regards to using feng shui cures with relationships. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I did. Thanks to you guys. So it's funny because I've been, I've been running around telling people in the last couple of weeks, like feng shui really works. You guys, <laughs> this shit um, works. This shit works. <laughs> so starting with my home, I had an area in my living room that it's a stupid story. Really. I, I was putting together, it's a white bookshelf. And when I put it together, I was not paying attention and I installed the backing so that the ugly cardboard part was facing out instead (laughs) of the white part. So I I think, you know, I had had a really long day of like doing chores and stuff. So I just kind of shoved the bookshelf back in the corner and was like, I'll deal with that later. Piled some stuff on it and later turned into probably a year later. (laughs) by the time I was like and you know in talking with you guys I learned that that was actually my relationship area of my home so I'm like okay maybe I ought to apply some better intention to this there was piles of mail that had accumulated and that were kind of trickling over into my what is that your fame and reputation Mm -hmm. section that's 
that's right next to it. So I found myself with a Sunday afternoon to work on these things. And I started texting you guys, you, you know, okay, what can I do here to improve the flow of chi to get my, you know, relationships optimized here. And you guys gave me some simple tips, uh, mostly with stuff that I already had, you know, move some crystals over there and, you know, enhance the idea of duality. So mm-hmm. I even put a fish there and Lisa, <laughs> I think, gave me the idea to put a mirror up to reflect another reflection of the fish as that example of duality and, you know, the different elements to include. And uh, Michelle gave me some great plant recommendations. So immediately I noticed that it just felt better to be in that room. Like just, I just kept getting drawn to that corner. Corner. Yeah. Calm. Like staring (laughs) at it and looking at it. And I wanted to sit there and, you know, I wanted the candles lit and then you know, a little further out, actually pretty quickly, I started to notice things happening. So for one thing, a lot of that old mail that had accumulated was financial in nature. And I immediately noticed some sort of financial blockages that started to clear. Soon after I did that corner in my home, I also utilized the gift that you guys so kindly got me for my birthday, which is this gorgeous little sun catcher with a crystal on the end. And I hung it in the helpful people area here at the studio. So I kind of credit both of these practices for then the influx of new client relationships that was created. I got three, I think, new client relationships established within a week or two weeks, I think two weeks, and um, which is amazing. And, you know, also I could feel, we'll say, an opening in my personal relationship. Ooh. I could just feel it. <laughs> I could feel it. So better communication. Yeah. Mm-hmm. More clarity. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. It gives me goosebumps just hearing you describe it. And I, the, I try to explain to people when you do a corner, if you just pick one corner in your home and you do it, you'll have that feeling. Like you said, you'll be drawn to it. I did my fame and reputation corner a while back and it happens to be in a doorway. Like it's like a little walkthrough to my back yard, but I love it so much. I wish I could just like put a bean bag in there and sit there. I just love walking through it every single day. It just has some kind of different feeling and energy to it. So I love that you said that, that you described it that way. Yeah. It's a little bit addicting now. I just want to feng shui all the things. I I even (laughs) offered to be you guys as feng shui bitch. (laughs) I meant that. (laughs) Have somebody yell at me to do things for once. (laughs) Well, you should know we can't stop ourselves from feng shuiing all the things. So that's hard. And we can't give our numbers out to everybody for that reason. Right. Right. (laughs) But what I think is important to explain to listeners who are not familiar with feng shui, creating these beautiful vignettes and how they attract people 
into a space and to make it feel more welcoming, that's the same effect that it has on chi or life force energy and ultimately our opportunities. And so that idea of clearing and making room, all of that is opening up. And the idea of putting in purposeful items can really be awakening, not only to a space, but to all of your senses. And even just almost like repurposing items that you already have there, just with more intention this time. That's what I was going to say. That's the what I love so much about feng shui and the beauty of feng shui is you literally don't have to buy a thing if you don't want to. You know, you can repurpose anything in your home like you said, just moving some things around with intention, or Mm -hmm. you probably have items that you just adore in your home. They're just not in the right spot to nourish that, you know, that intention in that area. So you probably don't even notice them anymore. But then when you bring them out on display in the correct spot, it just is a whole nother vibe. Mm -hmm. And you can get creative. It doesn't like, you don't have to have like one specific thing for this relationship corner, you can kind of get creative with the things you already have. Yeah. So Lisa, do you want to, without getting too deep into, because we could go on forever. Do you want (laughs) to give the basics of like, you know, what somebody could use in a relationship section of their home? Yeah. So first let's revisit the, the Bagua energy map. So the relationship area of your home or your workspace is the back right corner. And those of you who practiced feng shui years ago, this is called the marriage corner. And it is the area that's ruled by the earth element. So the main, most dominant element in this area should be earth. And anything that we add in there should hopefully be mostly nourishing of earth energy. So knowing that you have this relationships area now, place or think into your mind or write on your piece of paper that you have nearby, where is this located in your home or your workspace? And then, you know what? I even suggest that you take a picture of it because it helps to remove your ego a little bit from being so comfy within that space. So take a picture, look at it in your cell phone or put it on your computer and you'll see, okay, like this looks dark. It looks dingy. There's a pile of mail. I didn't even know it was sitting here and start from that place. And Michelle, what would you add to that? Well, I was going to add, this is kind of silly, but sometimes I can be dyslexic. So for the listeners, if you're standing at your front door, looking into your home, it's the back right corner, but if you're facing and this, I hope this doesn't confuse people. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if we should go there, but okay, go ahead. Some people might think that way. So I was just going to recap kind of what you said. The mouth of chi is considered your front door or any door into a room. So when you're walking through that door, the back right corner is the relationship section. Correct. Yeah. So the, the idea of the mouth of chi that which people enter and opportunities that is the architecturally determined door. So it has a great intention behind it. It's architect's intention. This is how, this is the main entrance into the home. This is the main entrance into 
a room. So it's not going to be your garage door entryway into your laundry room. It's going to be your actual front door. That's where you would be looking from. So that back right area, if you have a squared off corner, is your romance and partnerships. Now this talks about romantic partnerships and also work partnerships and relationships as well as all relationships. And if you are missing or you believe that you're missing this area, then I advise that you reach out to us and let us know. You can contact us through our email or consult your your feng shui practitioner. But this area should be open. It should feel nice. It should be a good temperature. It should be inviting. There shouldn't be broken things. There shouldn't be forgotten things. And just like Emily was describing in her personal example is that idea of I'll take care of this later. You don't want that energy in your relationships. So Emily, just putting her intention on that Sunday and that little bit of chit chat we did on in our messages resolved her energy really quickly and it just built and evidence was seen in the week following I think a couple days following really yeah yeah absolutely so I know you've mentioned some things Lisa bringing in the element of of earth and maybe you can expand on that a little bit but can you guys each give us just a couple of tips things that our listeners can do right now to concretely improve their relationship corner and enhance their personal and business relationships. Lisa? So, okay, say you just took a picture of that corner and it looks like it's forgotten. It looks like it's a mess and it needs some tweaking. I mentioned that the dominant element should be earth. So earth is represented by things of the actual earth. It could be things that are granite, stone, crystal. It could even be a potted plant that has earth in it. It could be clay. It could be things that are square. It could be things that are colored earth. Now in this area, a really popular color that's more aligned with the energy of relationships is like a skin tone, like a, you know, a blush color, maybe even coral is very activating here. So you can add in these colors through items you already have. It doesn't need to be a Chinese trinket. It doesn't need to be something prescribed or recommended by me and Michelle. It can be a pillow that contains these colors. And to that point, you should see a great dominance of this earth energy and what would support it is fire. So you can add in candles, you can add in things that have motion and energy, electronics, anything that is flame colored or produces a flame. Lights, I think I might've mentioned, I love twinkle lights. (laughs) So whenever you can use fairy lights in that area, it's really beautiful and activating, meaning it's creating more earth energy without you having to add in more earth. If you're saying there's too many earth tones here and I want to spice it up, bring in some fire. There was a little mini ritual that you gave me as well, Lisa. Can you share that with the listeners? Are you talking about the, the ritual with the, with the box? Where I wrote the words on okay. the box and, and put them in the box. Yeah. So, yeah. So I learned from one of my mentors and groups, a, a ritual that I like to use for someone who's looking to manifest specific things in a relationship. And it is highly effective. And I believe we did this around the new moon, Emily. So it's highly effective, even more so with your intention to begin this on the day of a new moon to take a box and write on it, write on different pieces of paper or in a letter. You can write the things that you desire in optimal relationships, partnerships, and romance. And it can be any length of of desires, but being very, very specific and writing it as if you have already experienced it. And getting into that energy of 
I'm receiving something as a surprise or a gift. Almost like that energy, like when you, and I think this happened to you, Emily, almost that energy of when you go to the mailbox and you get a check or like a refund back from the IRS or like money back from the hospital, you overpaid. Here's a couple hundred dollars. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh my gosh, this is great. Wonderful. But that energy of you're being supported in a surprising way, because we can have these desires. And and when we put too many expectations and that sort of like framework, it traps them from being able to arrive to us in the way that is, is meant to be. So putting this list or, you know, if there's a separate piece of paper, fine into the box. I like to use anything that's related to the number nine because nine is a very lucky number and it symbolizes completion. So bonus points if you use a multiple of nine and then put it in the box. And as always, when I'm doing something with intention, I like to light a candle, incense or ring a bell, but that's just again, being extra. (laughs) So in doing so, you can put them in your box, close it up and get a a red silk string cord. That's what I recommend. And again, this isn't a cure that's passed down from my masters in feng shui. This is a combination of a group exercise we did, I believe in August around the Lionsgate. So we're really very respectful of these cures when we give them to the masses because they're coming from a teacher. But this is one that I feel confident in giving you and it's easy to do. Take the red silk string and I recommend that you measure it to be the length of your body or the closest multiple of nine that's close to the length of your body and then wrap it around the box. And while you're wrapping it around the box, you can chant Omane Padme home at least nine times to secure this, this practice with intention. And this speaks to another layer of your, of your consciousness and awareness. And this is something that you can revisit each day, leave it in one space that's out of reach from the kids and the cats (laughs) and anything you might toss on it. And revisit it each day, at least for nine days with your intention, just to recognize it's there and really connect again with that feeling of acceptance and, you know, receiving acceptance and receiving. And you might eventually forget about what's in that box, (laughs) but then you'll come to find it a little while later. And I believe you'll, and all of my experience in opening that box, everything you may find Emily, when you open that box again, that everything has come to you. Mm. So yeah, (laughs) so that's a ritual from me, from some of my friends and teachers and and groups that I've been a part of that I feel good about sharing with you listeners at home. And if you have any questions, you can reach out to us and let us know. And um, yeah. What about you, Michelle? What are a couple of tips you think to improve that relationship corner? Well, one thing you can do if you aren't into the colors or like Lisa said, you know, it's too much earth or whatnot. There's also a shape that's involved with that section. It's a square. So you can place anything in that room with intention. That is a square shape. I have become kind of the feng shui plant lady in my recent days and I'm loving it so much, but I know the peace lily is a great plant to have in the relationship section. And not only does it purify the air, it does help with allergies, but it also is just like its name, peaceful, brings in harmonious energy into the room and gives, you know, that just that good energy vibe and calmness in that room to bring in 
new relationships or to nourish current relationships. I put a big old chunky snake plant in that corner, which another thing I can't stop staring at. But I kind of thought, even if this has nothing to do with actual feng shui, um, you know, you guys have taught me that the intention matters as much as, you know, tradition. But I thought of the actual image of snakes, of actual snakes and like, like the kundalini two intertwining snakes. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was kind of a cool symbolic plant to put there. And actually snake plants do have symbolism in feng shui. They actually Mm -hmm. represent protection. Mm -hmm. So that's another great plant to have in that space to protect bomb too. Yeah. Yeah. To protect your relationships and, you know, keep them sacred. So they're tough. Yes. And they're hard to kill. (laughs) Did you name your snake plant though? No, you need to name him or her and make sure you, you know, give it a little encouragement. I'll take suggestions from the listeners. And also give your snake plant a voice in talking back to you. Oh, no problem. No problem. (laughs) Also, I wanted, while you were talking about plants and and plants are certainly activating of chi. So in a dark corner, and Michelle's really good and intuitive about this is wakening up. So if you feel a corner is sleepy, you can wake it up with plants on the floor at different levels and hanging as well. And the picture that you sent Emily of your space, like the week after you've created this vignette is like, it's even Instagrammable. Yeah. (laughs) Just from your cell phone. Yeah. It looks, we should do a before and after of it because I think you sent me the before too. Did I? I think you did. I hope I did. You did. I have Yeah, I think so. But I was also thinking about animals and the symbolism in animals and feng shui. And for relationships, we want to see a duality, pairs in particular. So not only pairs and objects, but it can be even more special just as you referenced the, the two snakes intertwined to be really, you can use two birds that are very communicative and with that intention. So again, it all goes back to intention and how it personally means to you and what you're experiencing. Even the fish and the mirrored reflection of the fish that you place there, a fish is an ancient symbol of abundance and lucrative money and wealth. And so that is a really smart thing to have even the live fish there with your intention and and has that movement as well. So that life is chi. It's kind of fiery colors too. It's got a sunset Yeah. It's interesting. I find time and time again, I think almost everybody that I've encountered in some shape or form has the intuitive abilities already. They're doing like mini feng shui and they don't realize it. They're already kind of on that track. And then you can, you know, point it out to them that they already unintentionally, well, subconsciously, they probably knew what they were doing, but. And like you all mentioned in the first feng shui episode, even just decluttering a space can do wonders for the flow of chi. Yes. I think you were the one, Emily, that talked about the multiple piles. The piles. I had piles. Of, <laughs> that was a perfect example of that. Piles of mail. But they were piles in motion. So we gave you a little point. We that. gave you a little credit for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were intentional piles. <laughs> yeah. Well, do you guys have anything else you want to add before we wrap up this episode? 
I would say also that it's a, even for feng shui practitioners and having our own businesses, both our relationships and our business, they are constantly needing our nourishment and putting all of our energy into one and not the other can divide us. And going back to the idea of aligning mind and body and business, returning to that place of alignment and not depleting ourselves, but rather nourishing ourselves through our environment and what we see. So our environment should be inspiring and reflective of our up-leveling. Absolutely. Well, thank you guys so much. You've been very helpful to me. And I think you will prove to be very helpful to the listeners in this matter. And to the listeners, continue to send us your questions, your topic requests, and uh, anything else you feel like telling us. And we will chat with you guys soon. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Talk to you in five minutes. Talk to you in five minutes. Talk to you in five. Bye. Thank y'all so much for listening to our podcast. If you haven't yet, please be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share with all your friends so they can join our circle of collaboration on this journey. You can find us on Instagram at Conscious Collaboration Podcast, on Spotify, iTunes, and Audible to name a few. Please join us next time for another deep dive into how you can live life in more alignment mind, body, and business. Send us your questions and comments in our DMs or email us at consciouscollaborationpodcast at gmail.com. See you in five minutes.